how many shows have I done on EMFs and the dangers of EMFs? This episode is not really about that, although we review the dangers of light and EMF. But this was about solutions that I never heard of, even testing how we test ourselves and the effects of electromagnetic frequencies on our bodies. This gentleman is, he has a solution like no other. Wait till you hear, hear this episode. As a matter of fact, he is going around the country and has a team that will come in to your home, test it, test you, and also bring solutions to the problem. And let me tell you something, I, I have to say this as a motivating factor. You wanna change your life and your world and your health and your healing. You DEMF your bedroom, but it's trickier than you think. So on this episode, you're gonna hear how to do that. And you're gonna hear some things that even though I'm here, I've learned uh, on this episode myself. So this is a great one. You know, No doubt, uh, this is an episode that you're going to want uh, to take a lot of notes because this is a life changer. I'll see you in the episode. I wanna give thanks to one of our sponsors, Cyto Defend. Look, at a time like this, I think that our immune system and keeping our immune system up right now is more important than ever. I can also tell you that I pay attention to the things that keep my immune system on par and healthy. So, so glad that Cyto Defend is one of our sponsors here on Cell TV. And it's a product that I use, my family uses, and hopefully you'll check it out. And by the way, you can check it out with the link right here below. If you wanna try a free bottle, you can actually get a free bottle, just pay the shipping. And I think you'll reorder after that, but check it out. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing CytoDefend product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit freeimmunity.com. Again, that's freeimmunity.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith. And today we're re-releasing this episode from 2019 because it's a really important topic that I know we all care about. And that is about EMFs and how they sabotage our health and healing every day. And some of us aren't even aware of just how much. We live in such a technological world. So what can we do to protect ourselves? Our guest, Brian Hoyer, is here. He is an EMF shielding expert who creates healing environments in your homes. We will be covering this common problem and Brian will offer practical solutions to protect you and your family from the invisible 5G and EMFs that are overwhelming our homes, offices, and neighborhoods. So this was a, such an important episode. We really wanted to reshare it. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for joining Cellular Healing TV. All right, well, I'm, I'm here with Brian Howard. Gosh, Brian, this is a topic that I'll tell you, uh, it, it, this is overdue and it's not your fault. Maybe it's ours. Where have you been? Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, this EMF thing is a, is a big deal. It's becoming a bigger deal. And as people's buckets are filling up with stressors today, neurotoxic and emotional and all kinds of things, EMF is this, uh, this new thing that's overflowing people's buckets. And People are realizing it's what's making them sick, keeping them from sleeping, feeling well, losing weight. I mean, I can go down a list of symptoms, but I think what makes you so unique is what's been missing. And that's why I'm saying, where have you been? Is because I've interviewed a lot of people on this topic, but everyone really comes down to, I just need someone to come in and fix my home and fig figure my situation out. 
right? And that's what you do, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about. So welcome to Cell TV. Oh, great to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is a great topic. So, well, you know, let we get so many people who are listening or viewing for the first time. So let let's um let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, as far as giving them a review on what is this EMF problem? Why all of a sudden is this an issue? And then we'll talk about where some of these huge exposures are that are really making people sick. Yeah, well, I think when, when you get into the health world, you really kind of start to understand that a lot of our illnesses are modern illnesses, things that we've only had really chronically the last 100 years, maybe a little over 100 years, but it's kind of exponentially increased uh, in the last 50 or so years. And you know, kind of in the same line that modern medicine has taken off and you got the, you got big pharma and, and this, this whole different paradigm uh, that's in contrast to a more natural holistic perspective. And it's no different with this elect these electromagnetic frequencies. You know, we, from an ancestral perspective, we have not, haven't had these type of exposures before 150 years ago, there was nothing. Yeah. So um, our ancestors, they, their bodies and our bodies are essentially the same and they were not exposed to any of this pulsating electricity that Nikolai Tesla invented. That's what we have now in all of our homes is this alternating current, they call it AC, mm -hmm. pulsating electricity. Our body doesn't know what to do with these pulsations, but it does react to them. And you just think about, you know, with, with just general electricity, uh, that's surrounding us all, all, all day long while we're in our homes, all night long while we're in our beds. Mm -hmm. And that's pulsating at 60 times per second, 120 pulsations back and forth per second. And that's contracting our muscles. That's making it so we can't get true rest. It's causing calcium to flood into the cells. And it's causing all of these metabolic and physiological responses that our body is perceiving as a stress response. Yeah, Martin Paul talks about the calcium influx and really, and before, uh, you know, he was talking about an EMF as a causative factor, I know Martin's work and he talked about how chemical sensitivity, sensitivities in general are driven by this calcium influx. And I think some of his later work was showing that um, EMFs drive this problem and it's creating a lot of these sensitivities that we're, we're seeing in people. You know, wh where are some of the big exposures coming from in the house because you have a different perspective on this because you're actually going into these homes and mm -hmm. like measuring this stuff with some of the highest tech stuff to measure i mean i have my device i find it but what are you finding well what i've found is actually in you know has been a little bit different because i i'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and i i started off in this as a practitioner and wanting to help my own clients uh get better and so I was approaching it more from uh, health of the human body rather than just measuring things from a more electrical engineer standpoint, which is what a lot of the people in this profession, they're more come from the electrical side of it, but I'm coming from the health side of it and wanting to see results with, you know, things like leaky gut, is your digestion getting better? How's your sleep? All those questions, like how's your general zest for life and how do you feel every day? And so what I'm looking at is uh, I was trying to find different ways that like most of the people out there are out there measuring the air. Mm -hmm. I wanted to measure the impact on the body. And so every single type of EMF that we have, 
I've found a way that we can actually measure the body for wireless frequencies, for dirty electricity, for electric fields. That's something that they've always been measuring the body, like with a body voltage meter. But just to kind of give an example here, I'm in my shielded house. We have the whole house shielded here. So I'm no, I don't have very much radio frequencies, but there still is a little bit. And when we, when I measure that with this antenna, you can kind of hear when I touch this, you can hear actually some radio stations. Now I don't have my windows shielded over here. So this is measuring the body as an antenna. And it's kind of creepy and it doesn't sound very, very nice. Sounding. But uh, there's, you know, we, we basically take all of this equipment and we're measuring, okay, what's coming in from outside the home? And it's usually cell phone towers, radio towers, television towers, all these pulsating wireless signals. And then also what's in the home. So we find, you know, there's six different stressors that we're testing for. There's wireless frequencies that are coming from all the towers plus the wireless devices in the house. And then there's the electricity that's in the walls. Most of us have unshielded Romex that's in the wall. That's all the wiring. And that's actually emanating from the wall and coming onto your body in a, in a measurable way. And, and by then, the way, is, is that kind of what you were measuring there? I mean, so what, what like, explain that a little bit more. I, I, I want you to continue your thought there, but I, I, I want to go back yeah. because I, I didn't fully understand what that meant. Right. So when you measure the body as an antenna, you just think about like when you were younger and they had the actual television stations with the little bunny ears. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you could... And it was like all staticky, and so you have like your little brother get up you and hold on, yeah, yeah, you hold onto the antenna. You say, okay, we'd, no. we'd wrap them in aluminum foil even, and like make them longer and bigger, and then hold them, right? Exactly, yeah. So you you picture that, and that's you know because the reason that the the reception gets better is because your body's a little bit conductive, and all those frequencies are are you're able to increase the surface area of the antenna. So what we've done with these meters is we've, we've made it so that you can increase the surface area of the antenna and you're getting a true reading of what the body is being exposed to from all different angles. So let, let's say if you were in um, the average home, what would it, have, would it have given you? Is there a reading on there or is it just the noise? Or what, what? Yeah, yeah some, of them, some of the meters we have, it's the noise. Others, it's an, there's an actual reading that comes out like this one. I mean, I can put it right up to the... Uh, okay, yeah there's an actual reading that comes out. And so we want to see it around 30 or less. And okay. this is in my shielded house. So it's pretty, pretty low, but we're also getting that sound that's right. coming off of it. Yeah. So, so you're measuring the body. And so you're getting the home, you're, you know, the sleep space, whatever it is down below 30, right. Or somewhere around that number. And, and then that's a safe place. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the lower the better. Sometimes in places where it's extremely high, like like you know, in in uh, the inner city, in some of these high-rise condos that we've we've tested in New York or L.A. or, yeah, what or wherever. Those, what do people measure in those places? Oh man, some sometimes it's maxed out the meter. It's going over ten thousand. Okay, so I mean, how are they sleeping? I mean, I mean, do they have normal health? Can you have normal health at that, at that level? Well, I think what, what happens, there, there's a lot of people that can't sleep. Uh, some, some people have various symptoms, night sweats, ringing in the ears, just general restlessness. But 
for for a lot of people it's the same as any stressor the body goes into this high right. cortisol mode and so you kind of have this numbing down of all of a lot of the symptoms that that some other people might normally be like oh my gosh i can't sleep in this area it's it's way too stressful there's something going on here that's well, yeah, stressing you know, my and body I, I give an analogy of your your bucket you know it's like your stress bucket once it gets super full you know a little bit of emf you can have someone at 70 or 80 or 100 and they're spilling over right because yeah. they just can't take that but you know if someone you know, doesn't have as many other exposures throughout their life and bioaccumulate those exposures in their stress bucket, they can handle more. Not that it's right. good for them because eventually it could throw them over the, you know, the edge there. But so, okay, how, can you purchase one of those? Can we buy one of those units? Uh, these two units that I have are, this one's $3,000. It's from Austria. Damn. And, and then this one is actually more affordable. It's around uh, $500. But uh, it comes from Germany, and there's only one website that, that sells it uh, called Priggen. But he has a really hard time <laughs> transferring money and, and working out. He's like a very small business. So I've, I've had a, even a hard time getting them myself for, for my team. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but those, are, those are the wireless measurements for the body that I think is very important to, yeah. to measure it that way rather than just measuring the air. Because you think about a meter that's just measuring the air. It's just that little antenna which has like, you know, maybe a thousand times less surface area than your body. And so you don't really get a true picture of what's going on. And my goal is to get people down to what I consider to be a more ancestral environment. So they're free of that stress. We can rule that out as a, as a factor in what's uh, preventing them from getting healthy. Uh, you know, here's a question because there's a theory that um, Klinghart and maybe some others have you know, said, People with high heavy metals, even metal in their body, so to speak, are they more conductive? You're able to actually measure it now. So do you find that you could, you know, have, you know, Joe right next to you and be higher than you because he's more conductive for multiple reasons, whether it's high heavy metals or just metal in his body? Yeah, I we have measured a few people that have been measuring higher, even though they're a smaller person, which is really interesting because usually it's the the larger the person, the bigger antenna they are. And also the more hydrated you are, because you are measuring the skin. But there's been a few people where we've tested and they said that they know they're high in metals, various types of metals, and mm -hmm. they have been higher. Um, these things do vary from one location to the next. So it's, it's really hard to, um, mm -hmm. you know, factor in all those variables. Like you have to stay in the exact same position right. and, and that sort of thing. So it'd yeah. be, be kind of hard to test that. But right. In theory, anybody that's anything that's more conductive, if you have more conductive tissues, it's going to actually penetrate deeper into the body and, and not right. just be on the surface area. It's going to actually get into the tissue more easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I do a measurement here, you know, they say over 0.5 starts cellular damage, DNA damage, right? And, you know, and again, I mean, ultimately, it's how much of that are you conducting? Um, which matters more. Okay, so let's go back. Let's let's talk about you enter into um, someone's home, right? What's walk us through what that looks like, and you end up leaving there with a prescription. Here's what you need to do to get yep. your levels to where your life will change. Talk about that. Yeah, so we're we're measuring six different types of EMF, and there's there's never one solution that fixes all of your EMF problems because it's all based on real physics. There's ways to block wireless frequencies that are different from how you block electric fields. That's also different from how you block or take care of 
magnetic fields or dirty electricity. And so I'm just listing all these things. And then there's also geopathic stress that's a, that's a type of radiation that comes up from the earth. Mm-hmm. So um, the, last, the last thing that we measure for is artificial light. So we have a flickering light that we measure with a flicker meter. And then we're also looking at the spectrum of light in the house and seeing if it compares to what's outside. Wow, yeah. That's a big deal too. I was going to ask you about that actually. Yeah, because like I keep all my lights off in here, but I also have just incandescent lighting in my house, right? I mean, the, there's some that are way up high. I don't even turn those on, but uh, we use lamps with incandescent bulbs. Yep. Yeah. So even what, what we found is that even incandescent bulbs, if, if, especially if they're a lower wattage, they are still flickering quite a bit. Hmm. And so we found, you know, that a combination of higher wattage incandescent bulbs uh, and some some special LEDs that have a more full spectrum that have this uh, driver in them where that where it doesn't flicker that works really well. Do so, you have those brands? I mean, what are some of those brands? Can we buy them? You have to buy them online. Yeah, I'm I'm actually getting ready to come out with like a a little book that has a review of all the different brands that, that we're recommending now. And we'll have that available uh, in probably a couple of weeks here, but it's, it takes a long time. And sometimes like I, I have a few of the good bulbs, what I consider to be good bulbs. And I plug them into this fixture over, over here in my kitchen. And I wired that and I can't, I still am trying to figure out why when I plug the bulbs into there, that fixture, after about five minutes, they start to flicker like with my meter and you can't see it. You, right. you can't see the flicker, but this meter picks, picks up. It's very sensitive. So it's, I mean, I can show you a little bit here how this works, but this is from an incandescent bulb. This is that led. There's an incandescent bulb. Whoa. But LEDs are typically worse than incandescent. These are special I, I, types of LEDs. I was just going to say that. I thought LED were worse. But okay, it's a special kind of LED. And where did you did you buy them online? What's the name of the company? Yeah, the one company that um that I that for these lights is called Waveform Flicker Free. Okay. And uh, and then there's another one that has like orange and red that we recommend for nighttime that are sunlight. S U N L I T E. And they have to be the non-dimmable kind. Um, those are those are the main ones that we're recommending right now. I've got a few more that are kind of in the wings that I'm in the final stages of testing. Because I have to you have to what, test what, it for you have to test the it for the nighttime one, the orange uh, one? sunlight. Okay. Yeah, and they have to be non-dimmable, and they that would be like the orange and the red colored ones yeah exactly that makes sense yeah. Yeah. which would be good for your bedroom uh to people that are listening to their point okay so yeah. i mean maybe we lost some people in the fact that like oh, why would my lights flickering and if i can't see them why is that a problem explain why that that's a problem yeah well there there's this old functional test that we that a lot of doctors used to use uh for called the pupillary response response uh test and what you do is you take a little flashlight and you you take it around the person's head and then you point it right at their right in their eye and you look at their pupil and if their pupil is pulsating yeah. then you you can you know that that person is in adrenal stress. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that pulsating happening when they have this this light in their eye? It's because their eye is constantly trying to adjust and it can't do it, it doesn't have the resiliency, the the robustness 
uh, to, to be able to hold that constriction to make it so the light's not, not as, uh, as blatant in, into, the, into the eye. So um, what's happening with all of these, you know, I, I kind of have this theory that I think that the reason that a lot of people do have that happening and a big stressor on our adrenals is that we're around this flickering light all the time, mm -hmm. especially people that are in offices. And your brain cannot perceive the flickering, yeah. but your eye is constantly trying to adjust to it all day long. And so, you know, never before in the history of mankind have we ever had flickering light besides when we're in a stress response. Because the only time ancestrally you'd have a flickering light is if you're running through a jungle from a predator and there's sunlight going through the leaves, then you have a little bit of flickering going back and forth from the sunlight. But other than that, the sun is direct current. It's, it's yeah. constantly beaming down on you and there is no flicker to the sun whatsoever. It's an incandescent light source. It's based on heat. And so fire doesn't have any, any flickering like, like we have with this modulated flickering that we have with the 60 Hertz. Right. So it's, it's, and the reason that it's flickering is because it's running on that 60 Hertz electricity. So it's turning off and on 60 times per second. Got it. And that's the reason the incandescent bulbs are typically better is because that filament heats up and it doesn't cool down fast enough to turn completely off. Wow. And so there's a little bit of a glow and, and not as much of a flicker. And then if we can run things off of batteries or these special LED lights, that technology makes it so there's no flicker. All the gaps are filled with a constant current, constant voltage. And then there's an issue with not being full spectrum as well with a lot of the new lights, halogens, LEDs. Um, incandescents are more full spectrum. That's right. That's exactly right. So that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing that we're looking at. And that's why we found a combination of the, of the incandescent bulbs with some of these constant current LEDs is, is the best combination for, for human health in people's homes. And we've been using a lot of the sauna space bulbs. We'll recommend those in the, in rooms. So like they have this photon light, this little portable uh, yeah. 250 watt light. And they use it for near infrared therapy and photobiomodulation. But you put that in a room that has a bunch of LEDs and it, it typically drowns out a lot of the flicker from all the LEDs or fluorescent bulbs that you have. And then it also provides a lot of the missing frequencies that you normally don't have in those oh, high, high blue light bulbs. I have, with it. I have that light. You know, I mean, they're about 300 bucks. I mean, you can buy one of those um, bulbs and they're super bright. Well, the bulbs I'm sure you yeah. can buy cheaper. I, I have the whole thing, but... Um, yeah, well, they've got these new bulbs that are about twice as bright as any that you can get at the stores now, the, the Thermalite oh. bulbs. Oh. And so they, they have like more irradiance, more therapy, therapeutic benefits as well. So I use those with my kids, especially in the wintertime before they go to bed to shine it on the back of their neck mm -hmm. and their head and to kind of get the circulation flowing for the glymphatic system at night. Um, so your brain can detox better and it helps to relax them and that sort of thing. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that's lighting is, is a huge issue and we're, we're kind of getting to the point where we have really good recommendations for that. But the rest of the stuff are like, you know, the rest of the types of EMF are things like the electricity in the walls and how, you know, if we just focus on the bedroom with most of the rest of the stressors that we find, then we find that people actually recover better and, uh, and they're able to tolerate more of the EMF stress that we're exposed to during the daytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So 
you come in, you evaluate the light, you evaluate all of the EMF sources, obviously the walls, the um, their Wi-Fi, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so you know that's that's a an issue, right? I mean, fortunately my Wi-Fi is low here, but we turn it off every night, um, and I'm plugged in here, right? So I mean, these yep. are just simple adjustments, but you have other big things that you do too, as part of your solution. I mean, because a lot of people's exposures, as you said, are coming from outside in. So mm -hmm. you have like this shielding on windows and you know, different paints. Talk about that because we've really never heard about those types of uh, solutions before. Yeah. So what, what I do is, you know, when I first started out, I was working for this other company from Austria and they had this paint that they claimed was the best. And, and what it is, it's the shielding paint and it blocks the, you're, you're, you're creating a Faraday cage in your bedroom essentially. And what that does is it blocks out most of the wireless frequencies from outside and then it's also grounded and the grounding of this conductive paint also blocks the electric fields it traps mm -hmm. them in the wall so they can't come in and come onto your body while you're sleeping so the paint's really a two for one arguably three for one issue because you're also blocking the when you block the electricity you're also blocking the dirty electricity yeah that's that's in the wall. walls as well right so paint your bedroom i mean do they have normal colors i mean you know <laughs> yeah it's all black just like your background there and then you you can paint over it so you can okay. make so the room look regular paint okay yeah i mean this house like right behind me here i've got you know my my kitchen's back here this has all all been painted i painted the ceiling the the walls you know and then sometimes we'll even paint the floors or we have this fleece that we can put down as underlayment underneath underneath flooring mm -hmm. and the goal is to just get down to where okay what would if before electricity what would our readings have been and that's our goal when we're so after you painted your that whole room um were you able to measurably see the difference i mean oh yeah it's it's incredible the the huge difference that, that you see and and uh then you know you also need stuff over the windows i don't have anything over this window over here mm -hmm. yet but i've got the curtain rod in the closet over there and we're getting ready to to do that but um yeah so there's there's a the paint for the walls there's special curtains with a special type of uh, shielding fabric that's got silver uh, infused with cotton and we'll put that over the windows and that blocks it from coming out and then there's some people who don't want to paint and uh and and we provide our fabric to, for them to make an actual canopy over their bed and then that canopy can be grounded as well so you can still block the electricity from coming in and then you're also blocking all the wireless from around hmm. so that's so a those, simple I, I i don't know if it's a cheaper solution it's not i mean how much is the paint is it double regular paint yeah well the paint i first started out with was around 700 dollars for 1.3 gallons now it's down to about $300 for the same amount. So you can get your bedroom, like a typical 12 by 12 foot by eight foot tall ceiling bedroom. You can get that shielded for about 600 to $800 yeah. plus the plus the fabric for the windows or doors or whatever you have. <clears throat> so, right, and to put a, a Faraday cage, basically net your bed, so to speak, and I'm sure you can make it look fancy <clears throat> for the ladies listening. Uh, how much is that? Yeah, the fabric we sell is is about one hundred and thirty three dollars per yard, and then it comes in like an eight foot two uh, wide roll. So it's actually a pretty wide roll, like almost all the way to the ceiling, and then you sell it by the yard like that. 
So like for a typical queen bed, you need about 13 yards. King, you need about 14. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so then you come in, you measure all these things because not everyone needs these things, right? So it's better to start with an evaluation and then totally. you basically figure out what somebody needs. Now, I, what, what do you charge to come in? I mean, you have five people that you go around the nation, so, and you're going to provide your service. We'll, <clears throat> we'll add the link here. Um, but just give us an idea um, of what something like that would run. Yeah, so we we charge we have a base price and then we charge per bedroom because when we do the bedrooms, we're really focusing in on that and building a custom protocol for the bedroom. It takes a long time to evaluate each bedroom yeah. in a house. And then so the base price is around a thousand dollars for a house that includes two bedrooms. Studio, we go down a hundred dollars less than that. But uh the typical house is up to 2,500 square feet, $1,000, and then you add $100 per bedroom mm -hmm. uh, beyond that. And then we also have had to add $100 per extra 1,000 square feet. Because I've done a few really large houses that I was only charging bedrooms for, and it took yeah. me like six hours to go through this like 5,000 square foot house. So I was like, maybe I should start charging for extra square footage too. <laughs> no, I, I have to say though, that's pretty, I think that's really reasonable. You know, because you're, you know, obviously coming, you know, flying in and doing this and spending time in the home. And I, I know what these things take. For me, uh, I think it's well worth it because uh, it's, this is a knowledge that's taken you years to acquire. Right? Oh, yeah. The average person's not going to be able to do that. And ultimately, what are you paying for? You're paying for your health and protect you and your family and you're getting your health back. I can tell you that it's very difficult to get people's health back when they have this massive EMF source as part of the hidden problem. Yeah. Big issue. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people who the night after they've shielded their, their room and put in the solutions that we recommend. Um, one woman just a few weeks ago, um, she was a colleague of mine and she like couldn't sleep the first few nights, the first two nights she said, I just couldn't sleep. And then I started to think about some of my symptoms and they were all hyperthyroid symptoms. And she's like, why is this going on? I have hypothyroidism and now I have hyperthyroidism. What the heck is going on? And then she thinks about it. Well, I'm still on my thyroid glandular. So she cut that out and everything went phew, down to normal. And wow. she got the best sleep of her life. So within one night, her body was already like, okay, I don't need this thyroid medication anymore. I don't need to be ramping up my metabolism to deal with these, these stressors anymore because because the stressors are gone and we can actually fix these issues now. Wow. So it's just like this innate intelligence of the body. It's when you shield a room, you're awakening all these dormant healing responses in the body and it's allowing the person's body to do what it's meant to do at night, which is heal and, and detox and, you know, drain all those, all the different uh, organs with the lymph, through the lymphatic system. It's incredible what happens when, you know, that's the ideal healing time is at night when we're sleeping. And we work so hard putting things into our body to help us during the day, but really at night is when all the repair is happening. Yeah, yeah that's right. If you just get your bedroom right, my gosh, your life will change. Yeah, I mean, this is so between the light and the electromagnetic fields, my gosh, it's, it's really, it's unbelievable, you know, yeah. the amount of stress that we're under. And then you add that someone has silver fillings in their mouth, infections in their jaw, hidden you know, I, maybe a mold situation, forget it. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. you know, and then they're just taking a bunch of medications and 
supplements, trying to chase it, you know, uh, impossible unless you get to the cause. That's my message always. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, when I first started doing this, it, it was one of those things where I, you know, I took some continuing education with Dr. Klinghart. He was the, the guy that really inspired me to get into this field. And now I'm actually working with him and his, his patients to do it right because they've, you know, you, there's a lot of people out there that do these types of assessments, but their recommendations aren't from a health perspective or a health practitioner right. perspective. And so it's not like treating it like, okay, let's rule out all of these so we can move on to the next step, the next level wow. of healing for you. And so, you know, that's what we do automatically with people. We're not just trying to get rid of the ringing in the ears or get you off your thyroid medication. It's about actually seeing those steps uh, yeah. you know, of progress uh, in the, in the person's health. So we always follow up with people. We do a free retest after the solutions are in place when we're, when we're back in the area. So we want to make sure that everything's working the way that it should. So you can see the results. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. And that speaks for itself. Well, okay. The, the, this is a, a, a big question here. Um, I know I'm interested in, and probably so many people watching, you know, and the 5g and, and, you know, what, what is it? you know, when are we going to be affected by it? Um, and how do we mitigate it? <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting, because a lot of people, when we talk about 5G, they, they're mainly talking about the millimeter waves that are like the new spectrum uh, of frequencies, the higher frequencies and like 30 gigahertz and above are, you know, that are beaming and they're, they're more, uh, the, the the beams are closer together the frequencies yeah. are are a lot closer together so it it's really resonates more on a cellular level um but my feeling on on the whole 5g issue is that we already had a horrible situation with 4g and 3g and all the frequencies that were exposed to then and those frequencies were all the way up to 24 gigahertz so we're upping it by about six more gigahertz. Plus there's, there's others that are, you know, other frequencies that are on the horizon that are even higher. And I'd like to help people to back away from that and say, you know, it's not necessarily about the frequency. It's about the amount of exposure. And with 5G, it's, it's not the higher frequencies that are concerning me as much as the saturation in the lower frequencies, because 5G is going to continue to deploy more 4G antennas and, and a little bit higher frequency, like 3.5 gigahertz, five, six gigahertz. Those are the things that are gonna be going on the, you know, on every block in the city and on your posts in your, in your neighborhood. And those are gonna be blasting cl a lot closer to your house. Now, luckily we have the technology to block those frequencies and uh, the millimeter wave frequencies, we, we actually, um, you know, I've tested all of our shielding products up to that in a lab up to 40 gigahertz, and they actually do really, really well against those frequencies. But I, I bought a 5G meter uh, last year and took it on a couple tours with me and measured in Los Angeles and Austin, Texas. And it was really hard to find anything. There was hardly any of the millimeter wave frequencies, but there was a lot more 4G antennas, a lot more of the saturation and the things that we can readily detect right now. And so, so I mean, they're, they're, they've launched the satellites for this 5G, but they send a signal down, but it's these local antennas that they're putting up everywhere that will conduct that, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's what delivers it into your house. Yeah. And the reason they're using the lower frequencies is because they penetrate easier into the house. 
than the higher higher frequency millimeter waves. That's why they have to have them up in the sky where there's no not as many obstructions. They're going to use them in stadiums and downtown areas and places where they can have actually send drones with with the with the millimeter waves blasting to people on on those. So uh -huh. so it's a it really had like even your walls have a huge effect on attenuating those millimeter waves, but the stuff that we're already exposed to and that we're going to be more saturated with with 5G that below six gigahertz, that is going to still be able to penetrate through yeah, walls so unless you've shielded them. They take the higher frequency and then they target an antenna, convert it to a lower frequency that penetrates your house better. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what's what's happening. Okay. That's what they did with 4G too. They did that with the 23 gigahertz tower to tower transmissions pointed kind of like a laser beam at each other and then from there the information travels through like 900 to 1900 megahertz which is what your phone operates at so basically we're like you said we're going to have because of 5g we're going to have more of the lower frequency that we're already exposed to we're just going to have more of it more of it and then uh companies like t-mobile has an even lower frequency 600 megahertz which uh, travels even further. You need, a lot of your listeners might have heard the T-Mobile uh, commercial. They're like, oh yeah, it's on the 600 megahertz. We, we're all the way out in the middle of nowhere and we still have a signal. So, so a lot of the rural areas are actually gonna be getting more impacted by 5G as well because of networks like T-Mobile that are sending 600 megahertz, which travels a lot further than our current networks do. Um, there, so there's, you know, it's a mixed bag of things that are going on. It's not just one frequency that's that's the bad thing. It's it's that we really just have to, you know, I, I'm at the point now where I've traveled all around the country, done like 500 assessments in two years. And, and I've seen things transitioning from 4G to 5G. And 4G is bad. 5G is just making everything more saturated. And so I haven't tested one house that doesn't need shielding. Yeah, of course. I mean, we all need it. I know. And then, you know, I mean, it's like there's, I mean, I tested a pair of uh, lambs underwear, right? It's where you can actually wear clothing. It, it, I tested it just with the, the technology I had. It was about 50% protection. I mean, it didn't shield it all out, yeah. but I mean, 50%, that's, that's a lot, right? I mean, even if my testing is accurate. Yeah. Any amount of reduction that you can get in any type of the EMF is, is worth it in my opinion. And yeah, yeah, we need to make more clothes. I mean, you know, the lines that are coming out with, Hey, we have EMF. Uh, yeah. Listen, we would have never thought that we would see GMO free on things, you know, 10 years ago. Right. It's <laughs> right. Like, so who knows, maybe like your average clothing line will have, you know, your, uh, G uh, your frequency protectors. Right. So who knows? yeah, it could be, I'm, I've actually just kind of come on the bandwagon with the shielded clothing now because for a while, it seemed to me that it was acting as an antenna onto the body and making you more conductive. And, uh, but, you know, as I, I ordered some for myself and I've been testing it for a few weeks now, and I feel like, you know what, the body, the conductance of the body is really only so much that like when I measure my body as an antenna, it really is only measuring this part of my body. Mm -hmm. And so if I took the... covered with the, with the shield then it makes sense that that's going to be a lot lower uh reading on your body and it's not going into your organs and things yeah, like that no, too exactly yeah that, that's that's the point so 
when I fly now, I put on my lamb's underwear to protect uh, protect the boys, you know? You know? <laughs> there you go. They're very sensitive. So yeah, yeah no, this is, uh, I'm telling you, you're offering a great service. And I, I think, um, you know, most people uh, watching this, uh, they need your service. I, everybody arguably needs your service. I, I don't know where you live, but I live in probably a better place than most. And, you know, but when you're in Utah, I want you out here, man. I, I want you to measure my home. Yeah. Yeah, definitely will. Um, one of the things that anybody can do right away, um, we haven't talked about the daytime strategies, which is something that, that I like to talk about a little bit, like, you know, with your normal habits and usage of your phone and your Wi-Fi router and, and those sorts of things. But then also like the electricity in your home, there's this phenomenon called dirty electricity that gets thrown around a lot. But uh, essentially what it is, is thousands of these higher frequency wireless transmissions that are riding on the electrical lines of your house. And that can be caused by solar panels, fluorescent bulbs. Um, I have this little flashlight charger that we found on an assessment and just plugging that into the wall produces much dirty electricity as a whole solar panel system. Yeah, well, my, my TVs produce a lot because I the outlets that I've tested in my house just you know go crazy. Yeah, the TVs. Yeah, so we have this whole house filtration system that we recommend called the Super Power Perfect Box. And that's installed right at the breaker panel mm. and, and it filters out the dirty electricity coming into the house. Oh, yeah. So it, it'll reduce your, your dirty electricity by anywhere from, you know, 50% to all, all the way. It kind of depends on the situation. Uh, but, do you sell those, Brian? Yeah, yeah, we have them on the website. Yeah. So how much are they? Those are about $1,500 retail. And then whenever we do an assessment for somebody, we give a 10% discount on all of the products that's that we right. recommend. Yeah, so. that's awesome, man. That, that's something people can do right away, to your point. Yeah. Yep. Because that's a big deal. I mean, I, I put these green waves in, but it's a pain. You know, I probably, you know, they're all over the house. I've already spent $300 on them more. Yeah, yeah. Some people need as many as 20 or 40 or, or more of those little plug-in filters. But this, this box, is since it's installed at the breaker panel, it's filtering everything before it gets to the other circuits in your house. So with the plug-ins, it, it's dirty all the way to the plug. Yeah. And then you filter it, and then, then, it, then it helps in, in spot areas. But this is filtering everything right at the box. And then wherever you have dirty electricity in the house, we'll, you know, we recommend to do the plug-ins in those areas and everything. So Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's great. Uh, that's a great tip. Um, any other tips that you'll give our, uh, our viewers that they should do right away? Yeah. So with the cell phone, never keep that thing on your body. Yeah, you I know? never do. Yeah. 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 This, and, and one thing that's, that's really good is to uh, put the cellular data off because that makes it so your apps aren't constantly updating all the time mm -hmm. and pinging the tower. Um, a lot of people will still want to be able to receive text messages and phone calls you can still do that if your cellular data is off and mm. it's not going to ping the tower near as much. Okay. But, uh, you know, the number one thing is keep that thing on airplane mode unless you absolutely need to use it or you need to be available. Um, that's better than any airplane modes, better than any shielded pouch or anything that you can get. Um, any protection type of thing that you can put on your phone, whatever, just turn that thing on airplane mode as much as possible. And then, when you're turning it off from airplane mode, set it down first and then press it and then step back. <laughs> Cause, 
get reaches yeah yeah it'll 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 ping really strong like when you first turn it back on from uh -huh. airplane mode a lot of people don't realize that but you know they just turn it on airplane mode and then they have it right at their face and they're yeah. <laughs> going like crazy i always set mine down and then and i know this because i'm measuring these things all the time you yeah. know but set your phone down turn it off airplane mode walk away wait for all the dinging and, and all the updates to happen, all your text yeah. messages and everything, and then go and check everything after yeah, that. Wow. Good, great advice. What a great show, uh, Brian. And we're going to put your link down here below. And I, I know you offered uh, something for our viewers. That's great. And um, really appreciate that. And I, I think you're going to have many, many, many people take advantage of it. Uh, they're crazy if they don't. So that's, uh, that's awesome. What a service, Brian. I, I tell you what, it, this was uh, um, a, a brilliant business because when you have something that people need, something that people want <laughs> um, is great, but when you have something that people absolutely need, it affects their health and solves a problem, man. That's, that's amazing. So good for you. Yeah, yeah. We really, you know, I, I really want to help people to actually have these solutions so that they don't have to freaking worry about it all the time. Cause yeah. there's so many people stress out about EMF issues that the stress is almost worse than the EMF itself in, in many cases. And yeah. so if you can just fix this problem in your bedroom, in, in your whole house, make your house a sanctuary, especially your bedroom, then you have eight hours of healing therapy that you have every single night and you don't have to even think about it. You just now. put your children in, in the bedroom they're, they're good. They have that healing therapy every single night. Same thing for yourself. It's huge. I mean, just the cellular, you know, stress that it's putting on us. And, you know, and like you said, at night, that's when you drain your detox. I talk a lot about detox on this show. And your lymphatics drain at night and they drain your brain. Um, but with that stress, it doesn't. So huge, big, big thing here. So thank you, Brian, for your brilliance and knowledge. And thank you for your service, no doubt. So um, hopefully, you're going to get a lot of calls. So appreciate it. Cool. Thank you for having me on. Yep. Hey, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Cyto Detox. Look, podcasts cost money. There's a lot of production uh, going around this, but uh, we are grateful to have Cyto Detox as one of the sponsors. It's so easy for me to talk about the product because myself and my family use it constantly as we practice what I preach for over 15 years. I've talked about and taught doctors and the public about cellular detox. And I'll tell you, Cyto was a breakthrough. Cyto was a breakthrough for us. Um, and it's changed so many lives. So we're grateful that they sponsor Cellular Healing TV. It makes sense, doesn't it? They should. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cyto Detox product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit detoxoffer.com. Again, that's detoxoffer.com. Well, that's it for this week. The materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you would like to purchase some of the supplements mentioned on this show, please visit the site as seen on chtv.com and use the code chtv15 for 15% off. Again, that's as seen on chtv.com. Use the code chtv15 for 15% off. And as always, thanks for listening.